0: welcome to season four of the eat this for performance podcast the performance games this is a dive into what it takes to be the most performing human in every situation you encounter this podcast is brought to you by the sports family club an exclusive connection to a world where everyone gains access to professional nutrition guidance hi my name is pearl nirenberg i'm your host Let me tell you that a very wise person once told me we were built to survive. And survive we are. Pandemics, wars, hatred, isolation, politics, and all this uncertainty. But survival is not the story of the high performers that I know. No, the high performers that I know, they built past survival even when the world seemed to be holding them back. They went for thrive instead. If you build your personal story from a place of survival, you will never know what it is to thrive. Think about that. How have you been living in the past few months, years even? Are you just holding on, waiting for the next blow or overcoming the next challenge? Or are you in thrive mode? Here on this podcast, I give you stories of perseverance and what it takes not only to survive our life, but thrive. An official welcome because this is the first episode of the brand new season. So officially, I welcome you to the game of high performance. I'm launching into this new season with you and I'm calling it the performance games. As your host, I see it as my duty to teach you the rules of the game and to guide you to understand when the game is won, lost or tied. Here you will get my insights as a seasoned nutrition professional. I'm a former collegiate athlete and a high performing entrepreneur. You will also get to hear from athletes who have played the game and are ready to share their results. So today you get to hear from Morgan a mentor in my teen athlete program. She takes us through her specific journey in fueling for a top performance in the last few months. And I would have to say Morgan won her performance game. So you're going to have a listen in just a second. Now, please just note that the audio was not absolutely perfect, so bear with it, but it's pretty good, and I think you're going to enjoy hearing all the fine details, and you will agree with me that Morgan absolutely knocked it out of the park. So here we go. Have a listen to our behind-the-scenes of our teen athlete mentorship program inside of the Sports Family Club.
1: All right, so we are here in the I guess the mentorship huddle is what we can call this and I have a nice group of athletes in front of me top athletes I have um, Morgan who's here to share her journey a recent journey in in sports nutrition with us and our focus this month has been around menu planning and especially I wanted all of our kind of crazy types of days for us to have strategies for those days So I'm bringing Morgan on in particular because I know we've been, I've been hearing about her tournament here, Jamboree there. And I am just, I haven't had a chance to actually update with Morgan. So what you're going to get actually right now is a sneak behind the scenes of what it might look like if you're in a private session. And if you're like using this private session to, you know, take yourself to the next level. So as much as I'm going to ask questions. I'm also going to relay back to Morgan any areas, like it'll help her to find those areas where she wants to focus next. And it's never about what you didn't do well. It's about springing off of what you did do to get to the next level because we're always just chasing that next level. And I'm here to give you the tools to do that. And so we're going to hear from Morgan. So hi, Morgan. Hello. Hello. So to remind everybody, because we have new athletes all the time in the school, let everyone know what sport you do and what you've been up to lately.
2: Hi. uh, So for those of you who know me and those of you who are new, I'm Morgan. I play ice hockey. Uh, I also really enjoy lifting and training, but I'm only competitive in ice hockey. Right now, I'm a rising senior at a prep school, which is where you... um, play competitive hockey or whatever sport you play and you live on campus so it's kind of like a mini college. Um, during the summer I go to a lot of events and I play with my club team which is what which is the team that you play on not during the winter season and so I am currently trying to be recruited to colleges. I'm talking to a lot of schools and going through that college recruiting process all right now.
1: So Morgan what was the last couple of weeks like like what uh tournaments or types of exposure were you getting what t- t- take us in there like how much were you you know playing games versus practices Well uh my
2: typical week has 2 to 3 practices um I have a practice skills group on Tuesday it's with boys um pretty pretty quick, pretty high level. Then I have a Thursday skate, which is two hours with my um, 19U tier one club team. That's a really exhausting practice. And that one in itself is a tough one to eat around being from uh, like 3.30 to 5.30 with off ice afterward, and then an hour drive each way down and back. So that's a tough one for me to eat around anyway. And then Usually sometimes I can get in a third skill session depending on what other games and events I have. I also play ball hockey on Sundays and Mondays um to work on my foot speed and game situations. So it's a pretty busy schedule without any tournaments and showcases. However, uh I start the um, a couple weeks ago my first tournament was the Shamrock Classic which was I was actually put on a team with College commits, and we were playing against other players who were college commits and players. Um, I was younger than most of the other players in the tournament, so it was definitely a level up. Uh, that was three games. It was pretty tough and intense.
1: Um, so three games. Sorry, I missed that. Three games in one day, or three games over a couple no, days? No, no. Uh,
2: three games in two days. Uh, pretty typical for a tournament, but still, you know, when you're playing at that level, it's especially after this coronavirus pause obviously it's uh it's challenging to get back into it, especially when you're playing against commits and college players.
1: Hmm. So the nerves are there, the higher intensity level there. You have to show up ready to go. Do you wanna dig into that do you wanna dig into that scenario and talk about how you how you were eating coming into it, how you dealt with the situations during?
2: Yeah. Uh so Going into it, the night before I had some chicken, some veggies, and some quinoa. Worked really well for me. Uh, the first game I came out really strong, had great gap control. Um, what time was your first game? Uh, this one was way back. I believe it was four o'clock. Uh, so the first morning I had a yogurt, granola, and fruit breakfast. And then for lunch before the game, I had some of the leftover dinner from the night before, which was uh chicken, quinoa, and vegetables. Um, I also made sure that I was hydrated. I think that that's really a huge piece of it, just staying hydrated throughout the tournament um, helps you recover. So the first game I played went really, really well. I didn't feel any sort of fatigue out there, and we only had 4D, so I was going every other shift. Um, we had a... We ended up actually tying 0-0, but I had a really good game, skating hard, lots of offensive chances, lots of s- strong defensive plays.
1: During, during the uh, during the game, how long is your game going for? How, how long are these periods? And for anyone who doesn't know hockey, I'll translate that for your sport. So
2: usually a hockey game at my level is, two, is three 15-minute periods, but this tournament, it was different. It was two 22-minute periods. Oh, interesting. Okay. yeah, It's
1: almost like um, a bit like soccer. You have a halftime.
2: Yeah, we did. We did that because we wanted to reduce the amount of like time at the period breaks and to make sure that everybody goes through. This tournament is traditionally held in Massachusetts, which is another state, which has a lot more rinks. So we went from being held at a 10 rink facility to a three rink facility. So things had to get moving along a little quicker. Okay.
1: So 22 minutes playing every other time. So you're playing at least Mm -hmm. 10 minutes. So that's like 10 minutes of sprinting. So anyone who does a sprint sport where you know what it feels like to sprint for 10 minutes and not you're not sprinting the whole time, but you're definitely sprinting a good chunk of that time if you're moving and the, the game was going back and forth. So did you do any uh, fueling strategies other than water in that on the bench or in between the two periods?
2: Uh No, for that game, I only had one that day. I didn't feel like it was necessary to have a Powerade or a Gatorade or sports drink. I felt pretty good the whole time. Um So I just stuck with water for that game.
1: Yeah. And so what I'm hearing coming in is you did a lot to eat full balanced performance plates. Mm-hmm. You focused on that key piece, which is hydration because you sweat a lot with hockey gear on. Oh
2: yeah.
1: <laughs> and, and then you kept the hydration up throughout the game to yeah. replenish a little bit if you're losing or yep. even if sometimes it's just mental too, like your mouth is dry. You just need something to cool you off.
2: Absolutely. Yep. Every time I would get off from a shift, I'd make a point to grab my water bottle, just a little squirt, even if I'm not thirsty.
1: Okay. I'd argue this wasn't even a wild day yet. You're not on no, a wild day. this isn't so, a wild day. So was the second day a wild day?
2: Yeah, the second day was pretty wild. I think the first game... Now, this tournament wasn't that wild, but the next one, Bean Town, is wild. And I'll tell you where it gets wild after okay. this. So the next day was two games. um I want to say I don't quite remember this tournament as much. I want to say it was around uh noon and 6 p.m. So that's not
1: that wild. That's pretty typical. Um So you have a game at, at noon, middle of the day, and you have a game mm-hmm. at 6. Yep. So your noontime game finishes within an hour and a bit? Yeah, 1.15. Okay. So you have that nice delay of like four to five hours – to digest another whole meal before the next mm-hmm. month. Okay. Yeah,
2: I got in a performance meal. Um, I made sure to be hydrating, uh, getting my legs up, foam rolling, all that. So those games went well after that second game that night. Um, pretty, pretty, pretty routine stuff. Just get in, get in another performance meal before going to bed. And then actually the next morning I had ball hockey the very next morning, which is a quicker game, which is just three ten minute periods, but outside in the heat, so a lot hotter. Um and then in that before that morning I had a couple of um a couple of breakfast quiches. So not too heavy, but just something to give me a little bit of fuel. And after that I had a good performance lunch and a performance dinner that night. Uh, the next day, Monday, was a rest day, which was really nice. And then we went right into the Bean Town tournament, which is an elite 19U Tier One girls tournament, and probably the most heavily scouted event of the year. Okay, so the nerves are highest. You know, for most people, yeah, but for me, I didn't really feel nervous. I felt good uh, about my team. I'd been really good in practice, really strong. Nobody's been beating me. So I was actually feeling pretty relaxed going into it.
1: That's great. So um in terms of your strategies leading up to you, you had your ball hockey and then it was the next day after that?
2: No, the day after that, I actually had a day off. Uh, okay. So I used that day really, really well to, you know, get my gear ready, skates sharpened, stick done. um, a little bit of recovery activities, little walking, little foam rolling and stretching. But then that and anything special after, on the nutrition? Just performance meals, some fruit, extra fruit. Um, just really making sure to eat enough before mm-hmm. the Beantown tournament, which was going to
1: be absolutely nuts. That's um, great. I, I'm glad that you said that. Eat enough. Because there are so many athletes that on the rest days, they taper down their intake. And as you, you know, coming up, you have a big expenditure, you have a big important event, tank up even more. You've got to think of it a bit like a loading. So Mm -hmm. if you had that mentality of eat enough, get it in, even if I'm not necessarily thinking about food or hungry for it, you kind of almost like have to plot it in your schedule.
2: Absolutely. Um, I'd say another thing that I do that I find that many athletes don't do is I write down my schedule for, and my game schedule, including arrival time. So my coach for Beantown liked us to get there an hour before. So obviously I can't be eating a Energizer snack within that hour range because we're doing team stuff. Um, so I would write down... What time my game starts and I would plot out the hours beforehand. So the first day on the first day of the Beantown tournament, my first game was at noon. So four hours before that was eight and three hours was nine. So I know I had to have that performance meal done by nine o'clock so I could fully digest and be ready for, um, ready for the game. So that morning I had some eggs some whole grain toast and and then that was my first meal and then I waited a little bit into that one to two hour range before having a fruit snack.
1: Okay. And so you're tapering um off the things like the muscle builders, protein rich foods, Mm -hmm. superfoods, not time to have like a big salad or anything. Like no snacking on celery. Okay. Mm -hmm. How are you feeling coming into that that first game? I'm feeling great. Um I'm really excited.
2: I know coaches are watching. Um, I'm really excited just w- with who's on my team, enjoying my teammates from these practices, and just really excited to go. Okay.
1: So you said that Beantown was crazy. Tell me about the the times of all the games. Like, what's, what was the craziest day? I want to understand if there was well, more than one game on one day.
2: Yeah, so that first day we had two games. Um, now the first part of the bean of Bean Town that was crazy is I actually had my meals and schedule planned out, and then our schedule was changed a day before the tournament started. So we had noon, and then seven o'clock, and then the next day we had like eleven o'clock. But then with a the day before the tournament, after I had sent out all my emails to college coaches, which again is just as big of a stressor as the games sometimes, <laughs> um, so. They change our schedule to um noon and then ten o'clock p m and then ten o'clock a
1: m okay, so the ten o'clock p m would probably put the wrench in yes in plans, okay, yes, so you're then turning around in the morning to have a great performance. Yes. While cutting into your sleep so to me what yes. comes is like last month we had the dream routine where we really mm-hmm. focused on how your hormones and everything in balance allows you to recover really well well were you thinking about that going into yeah. this situation okay
2: oh yes um well my coach was very livid at this because she's like how are our players supposed to recover um i'm fortunate to live only about 40 minutes from the rink while some of my teammates were living like an hour or two from the rank. So, uh, we had originally be- been scheduled for 9 a.m. and my coach luckily got us pushed to 10 a.m. So that was a really big benefit, but it was still <laughs> challenging. Um, after that, after that 10 o'clock game, you know, I made sure to, I, I had packed a sandwich so that I could eat that while my mom drove home and, um, That way, when I got home, I could just take a quick shower and go right to bed. And then in the morning, I actually plan to sleep in a little more and have a bit of a lighter breakfast so that I can get my full sleep in um, and then, you know, turn around and be ready to play. And what was that light breakfast? It was some yogurt and some fruit. Um, A little less than the yogurt, a little more of the granola and fruit. Mm -hmm.
1: So that quick digesting energy, you're not sitting there digesting during your game. Mm -hmm. Awesome. The sandwich, did it have a muscle builder in it the night before? Absolutely. Had turkey. Nice. So you're still getting in your muscle building materials. You're still recovering, Mm -hmm. especially in that that key moment after your game. You're waking up, getting as much sleep as you can, which I can't Mm -hmm. stress enough. That's so important. My athletes, like sleep on the peak performance pyramid comes before food even because it is so Impactful to your performance. So if your strategies don't include figuring out how to get the best sleep, you're not doing yourself a favor either. So in no way would I ever say get up at three in the morning to have enough time to digest a full meal and cut your sleep. So that sounds amazing. Did it work out for you though? Did you? feel It really like-
2: did. I- it really did. I never felt exhausted during that during the tournament. Um, I, we this was again two twenty-two minute periods. Uh, we had a, a few more players. I was, there were seven defensemen, so it was plenty of time to recover, uh, between shifts. But, you know, it was still, it was still, you know, it's still sprinting every time you get out there. It doesn't mean it's easy by any sort, but I think that the way that I used food during the tournament really helped me make sure that I could be fully energized. Um, after each game, I also had some energy balls, which were oats, honey, a little chocolate, a little coconut and peanut butter rolled together as a nice recovery snack. I think that probably was a big difference between this tournament and previous tournaments where I just felt extremely exhausted. So it sounds like you had more energy. Oh yeah. I I felt super energized out there. Um, you know, I had noticed before in my games that even in my last showcase in July, which was right after the po- after, you know, we had returned to play just a couple of weeks right after that, I was just exhausted. I couldn't join the rush. I'm usually a very offensive defender and I love to join the rush, skate the puck and um you know, be a part of the offense, but during my July showcase, I just didn't have the legs for it. It was pretty much take care of my defensive zone, get pucks out, get pucks deep, and get off. And I wasn't able to play the game I wanted to. But here at Beantown, um, I was really able to play the way that I wanted to, joining the rush, um, creating offense, keeping my gaps tighter because I'm not worried players are going to beat me.
1: And, yeah. So an important question for you, and maybe a question I will ask to our athletes after, when you think about your wild days or your days that you've had recently would you have done anything differently nutrition wise
2: um I don't think so actually I think that maybe a little sports drink here and there I actually during my prep school season my prep school season was crazy um because we only had three and a half d which um means that we had 3D, who played all situations, and then a half D who kind of, she didn't play penalty kill, power play, first five minutes, last five minutes of the game, just because of skill. And so that was definitely challenging to navigate. And sometimes during those games, I would definitely have like a Gatorade or Powerade or sports drink on the bench. I think that would help me get a little jolt when I needed it. But you know, I might've considered adding a little bit of that, but I think that I did things pretty well
1: for this tournament. That's great. So we want to be springing to the next level. Mm -hmm. What does the next level look like for you?
2: Um, I'm not entirely sure. I, I just noticed that this tournament was, I think the best hockey I've played in my life. I think it, I was playing at the highest level I'd ever played. It was my first time playing Tier 1, and I was in the top three defensemen on my team and on the ice Anytime we were playing. I think that nutrition-wise, I don't know. I'm not really sure what that next level would be for me because I just really felt really good. And I don't know. Maybe when I go back and watch the video, I'll notice that I have something maybe if there's like an energy dip or something but
1: i don't know i was just really happy with my results i mean that's amazing I'm, br- I'm like really really happy to hear that i i think sometimes that's your response is actually pretty cool because i always talk about okay we all have a next level to get to but sometimes we just get there and like let's cruise and maintain mm-hmm. is that where you feel you're at right now
2: well i'm sure there's a next level i just don't know exactly where it is yet um okay. I think that I'm always looking to get better and make little adjustments that can help. I'm not really sure what those are. I think that I managed to do well especially with the whole grains that we were talking about. I had a lot of quinoa. I had some non-whole grains as well, which I found those work for me especially when I use them as quick digesting energizers. Um and you know, the whole grains for the longer slow burn uh mm-hmm. slow burn battery energizers. Mm -hmm. Uh, I'm not really sure exactly what that next level is. So what do you suggest? Well,
1: here's actually a fun activity we can do in the arena. Why don't you write down what you did for your wild day? Like I'm encouraging everyone to write down for the lesson in this month's focus. And if I see anything that's next level for you, I'll give you a suggestion. Maybe our athletes here will see something that they think is next level for you. So I'd be curious to see what all of you think. The Absolutely. next level is also personal, so it's just suggestions. Mm-hmm. You always are the in the one driving that bus and saying, Look, this is great for where I am now today. And so we'll we'll give you some ideas. That's what we're here for. Yeah, for sure.
2: Well I do have a very wild day coming up on Saturday. Saturday morning I have uh somewhere here. I have nine fifteen AM and then 2.15 p.m. and 5.15 p.m., all with seminars in between as I'm going to a college showcase where nine different coaches are watching me that day.
1: All right, let's do that. Let's help you figure out some next level stuff. Okay, so we'll see it in the arena. We'll give you some suggestions. Mm-hmm. You take them or leave them. You do what's right for you. Yep. And uh, yeah, we'll get everyone chatting about their wild days now. We do have a training on how to actually like approach that. So when you go through the training, you'll know the nuances of how to approach a crazy schedule day. And then we can we can all discuss it. So I'm going to shut off the recording now so we can have like open mics if the if uh, the athletes here want to just chat. Or if you want to keep writing in the chat you're welcome to but uh, let's discuss what's going on with you here i'm going to read through these amazing comments i see and make some comments and i have some behind the scenes stuff to show you about the game that's about to evolve our sports nutrition game so i'm really excited to show you that those like sneak peeks all right recording off bye to the uh the crowd if ever never, no people are listening they don't see this so goodbye to the crowd who's uh, listening to the recording we enjoyed having you and now we must turn you off
0: Hello again, you're now at the end of the podcast. However, I have a special opportunity for you. I'm looking for those leaders amongst you who wanna stand out. And so if that's you, raise your hand high in the air and get on board with what I'm gonna ask. You see, more people need to know about the importance of sports nutrition and how big of an impact it can have in your life. So if you agree with this message, then rate and review this podcast, on iTunes and screenshot your review and email it to info at eatthisforperformance.com. Those of you who do that are going to be in the running to gain free access to the Sports Family Club in the very next month. So I encourage you to engage with your community, show up as a leader. We want you in the club if you're that leader. And I will be looking for your review of the podcast. I'm so excited to get to know you in a deeper level and meet you inside of my members area. See you soon.